This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Friday the 19th of March 2021. And so Norman, this past week or so, we've had a lot of hand-wringing about vaccines and whether they perhaps lead to side effects or not. But there's a different vaccine story that I want to talk about today. And it's a preprint study, so we don't have peer-reviewed evidence for it yet or not, but it looks like maybe the vaccine could help people who have long covid Yes. Over the last few days, there's been increasing reporting in the international press that people are saying that their long COVID symptoms go away after the vaccine. They get side effects to the vaccine, you know, the side effects you expect, which is feeling crap for a little while. That's that normal immune immune response that shows that the vaccine's actually working. Yeah. It, you know, crap is a technical term here, which, <laughs> you know, has specific meaning and you fail your medical exam if you don't understand what the pathophysiology of crap is. But seriously, they they report an immune response. Um, I suspect that some of them have been a bit leery about having the vaccine. But then after two or three days after the second vaccine, this is some of the stories. The stories aren't always as specific as this. They feel fine as if it's it's like it's like it's if it's a new dawn. So those are anecdotes. And particularly in the United States, there's a few reports of this, which is quite interesting, but it's not in the peer-reviewed press. But there is a preprint, which is a a paper that's been done that comes out of the UK, hasn't yet been peer-reviewed. So Coronacast listeners are used to hearing that story. So take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. But nonetheless, interesting, they were... These were people who had had COVID-19 serious enough to be hospitalized. They were followed up at three months and at eight months. And then after they'd had either the Pfizer vaccine or the Astra vaccine, and that was early this year. And they were, they were matched with each other and they were followed in terms of quality of life, how, you know, psychological issues, their symptoms and so on. It's a small study. So that 44 people were assessed at around 32 days after vaccination, and they were matched with 22 people who had not been vaccinated, but who also had had this COVID, who had serious COVID disease. 80-odd percent of them had had long COVID. And what they found was that there was a significant reduction in the vaccinated group in terms of their long COVID symptoms didn't necessarily go away entirely. I, I would have thought that maybe you wouldn't need a vaccine if you'd already had COVID. Well, that's a, that's a debate, but the vaccines give you a better a better immunity than the natural disease. It's considered that natural disease gives you fairly weak immunity moving forward. Long COVID symptoms are all, almost certainly part of your immune reaction, and therefore people say you need a top out. Now, whether you need both immunization, both doses is, is a matter of debate. People seem to get slightly worse symptoms after the vaccine than you do. Again, all this is anecdote, not necessarily tied down, than you do if you haven't had COVID-19. But I think there's a general recognition that if you've had COVID-19, you should be immunised. And in the trials in South Africa, for example, people who'd had COVID-19 were immunised. And anyway, what they showed was a significant reduction in long COVID symptoms in the people who'd been vaccinated versus those who hadn't. And the good news here was it didn't matter which vaccine you had. Worked with both Pfizer and the Astra vaccine. Why would it be happening? What could be happening inside your body to make it stop something that is a kind of a weird overreaction of your immune system? What's the biological mechanism here, Norman? Short answer is don't know. I've not seen any proof of what exactly is going on in the bodies of people with long COVID to show why they're getting those symptoms. It's almost certainly incredibly complicated interaction, but again, almost certainly to do with the immune system. Maybe with the vaccine, you get a reset. 
maybe the vaccine and the antibodies produced by the vaccine and the T-cell response just settles everything down and stops some wild responses. Hard to know. So let's talk about the other side of the Astra vaccine. And we've, as we've said already, there's been a lot of talk this last week or so that perhaps it's involved in blood clots and in Europe that it was suspended for a few days while they were looking into some evidence about that. And we're recording this before those those findings have been released. But Emily's asking, even if the data supports AstraZeneca and they start it up again, she's worried that it's going to damage the reputation of the Astra vaccine. I think that we're just going to have to learn to deal with this. I think the most likely thing that they're going to come up with, and people can say, well, you know, you've got that one wrong. So they're either going to say one of two things. One is they can't find a link between the two and therefore, you know, just get on with business. Or they might say, well, there's a signal here in women aged between 20 and 50 who are on this blood thinner heparin and there's something going on. We don't understand it, but it could be related. So what we're going to do for the time being is that women in that age group who are on heparin, in other words, they've had, they're on heparin because they've had blood clot problems in the past, they should probably hold off the Astra vaccine for the time being until we've looked at this further. That's, they, they, might say, they might say that. And you're looking at that because that's the group that um, has come forward in Germany. It turns out that that is a link between those five cases there. Yeah, I think that you wouldn't be worried about older people getting common or garden blood clots that people get when they're older because this is this the rate in the vaccine is much, much lower than that. But if you're getting an unusual spike in a rare condition, then you've got to take that seriously. And maybe what you do is you just say, this is the group you've got to be careful with. The same with anaphylaxis. If you've had an anaphylactic reaction in the past, you've got to be really careful moving forward, particularly with the Pfizer vaccine. But turns out probably the Astra vaccine as well. And your doctor's got to take um, a lot more care of you and follow you up 15 minutes later. And you've got to be in an environment where you can have adrenaline should you get a bit of a reaction. Um, so we, we know those things. Now, other things are going to happen. So for example, people are going to die the day after the vaccine, but people die anyway. People are going to get odd things. This is going to happen again and again over the next few months. And we're just going to have to learn to think, well, just let's hold on a second. Let's not get too spooked. And there are going to be problems with the Pfizer vaccine as well as it rolls out to large numbers of people. We already know that both vaccines, the mRNA vaccines and the Astra vaccines, are associated with lower platelet counts. But that doesn't seem to get you into strife. I mean, the influenza vaccine is associated with lower platelet counts. So I just think that we've just we've got to be a bit cool about this, not stop it every time something happens. This one was just a bit weird. And I think that the Germans got a bit concerned when they saw the seven people with this, three of whom died. It may be a real thing or it may not. The British still don't have a signal on this one. It wasn't in the trials. So back to business as usual, that's almost certainly what will happen today as you're listening to this. And of course, we'll come back to you, our dear listeners, next week with any updates on this. And Norman, it is something that's um, provoking a lot of questions from our audience. Craig, Paul and Lou have all, and others, have all sent in questions sort of saying, oh, they've had prior deep vein thrombosis, they've had a stroke, they're worried about whether the vaccine is appropriate for them. What do we know so far? Well, I think by the time most of us are eligible for the Astra vaccine, this will be sorted out. And I wouldn't be too worried about the current rollout um, and I just don't think the Commonwealth's done a great job of, of communicating this, is this is a problem in 20 to 50-year-olds. We're not immunising 20 to 50-year-olds with the Astra vaccine. The people who are in that age group in borders are by and large getting the, are getting the Pfizer vaccine. 
it's not really an issue in the Australian context. It's not the high-risk group. And as we move down to the, the higher-risk groups, younger people potentially, if it's a higher-risk group, then we'll know much more about it and be able to give much, much better informed consent. And it may well be that there's a group of people who should get the Pfizer vaccine because of risks with the Astra and vice versa. Pfizer's, there are problems that are going to emerge from Pfizer as well. There, obviously, it's not exclusive. There are some people in those younger age groups that are getting the Astra vaccine. Someone wrote in saying that their brother's a nurse and is under 50 and has had Astra. But I suppose what you're saying is at the low numbers that that's being given to those people in that age group in Australia, it's negligible. Yeah. You know, there's only going to be a few hours to wait until you get the definitive result. And people are not wanting to take any undue risks on this, but it may well be that it becomes part of informed consent. But if you're under 50, you've not had any problems with blood clotting, you, you would go ahead and have it. If you're under 50, not on heparin, as we speak now, and it may turn out by the time you turn on Coronacast, you've got the answer for this um, from the European Medicines Agency. Exactly. And just to round Coronacast today and this week off with a cool piece of news, there's a, there's a case study of a baby who's been born to a mother who was vaccinated a few weeks before birth, uh, and the baby's got antibodies to coronavirus. That is such good news, which means the baby is getting protected from the mum. Well, that's all we've got time for on Coronacast today and for this week. But of course, always send in your questions at abc.net.au slash coronacast. And guess where I'm going to be recording Monday's Coronacast from on Sunday? Is it a very, very Western part of Australia? It's one of the most Western parts of Australia. And I'll be wearing my socks. Yes, Rottnest Island. Norman, your dreams are finally coming true. Yeah, probably Catherine Beach. Oh, sounds beautiful. We'll catch you all next week. See you then.